0: Hey, it's Alex. If you like the LA Local, do me a favor. Go to Apple Podcasts, hit the plus sign to follow us, and then you'll get the show sent to your phone every afternoon when it's ready. You don't have to do a thing. It'll come right to you. And if you like it, five-star us, write us a review. We'd love to see it. All right, back with the show in just a moment. the police chief accused of trying to gather dirt on mayor bass a lot of people were were saying this looks like somebody was out to make trouble for chief moore so what's true and what isn't it's december 20th this is the la local sponsored by the la car guy family of dealerships i'm alex silverman coming up today could two hollywood giants become one
1: this is one of the stupidest ideas i've ever heard (laughs) like two drunks leaning against each other
0: We'll lean into that. But we start with some intrigue at City Hall. Two LAPD detectives say the chief, Michael Moore, ordered them to investigate Karen Bass's controversial USC scholarship right after she was elected. The implication here being the chief was trying to secure his own reappointment, possibly by gathering dirt on the new mayor. Now, the chief denies this. The mayor's office says they don't believe it. Craig Figner's been digging into this at City Hall. This is a pretty strange one, right, Craig?
2: Yeah, you know, it certainly is, because when this story first began to emerge from reporting at the L.A. Times, it was uh, it was puzzling. You know, you tried to figure out, OK, who's uh, who's benefiting from this? What's the motive? The chief was being accused of directing two of his internal affairs detectives to begin investigating Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass to begin seeing if they could build a case over the USC application issue in the, the ninety five thousand dollar degree that she got from USC. That was an issue in the campaign to see if they could develop something on it. The chief, in responding to this, said that that he has no such knowledge of any alleged investigation, nor would he initiate any such investigation. So we didn't really know where to go with this. But in talking with several people, uh, sources at City Hall, sources within the department, uh, a lot of people were, were saying this looks like somebody was out to make trouble for Chief Moore in his effort to lead the department for the next five years.
0: I guess the the question that struck me is, like, on what planet would somebody think this would go well if it's true that uh, the police chief blackmailing the mayor, you know, anywhere other than some bad TV show? And if it isn't true, what motivation would these detectives have for making this story up? Right. We don't know the motivation. And,
2: you know, the other thing that's also puzzling just at surface level the internal affairs detectives, this is not their purview. This is not their jurisdiction. They don't develop cases or do investigations on people who are outside of the department. They're there to investigate internal issues within LAPD. So just at the get-go, this this already hit some roadblocks for me as a reporter, having covered a lot of police issues over the years. So I, I really don't know what to make of it other than to say it is, it is indeed puzzling. And the chief's response here was very clear-cut. He left no room to come back later based on the language of this statement to Canex and, and say later, well, OK, but there was this as well that I that I knew about.
0: And speaking of things that are not clear cut, just just as a reminder briefly for our audience, the, the actual facts around the mayor's USC scholarship, you know, namely whether she actually applied for the program like any other student are still pretty murky, right?
2: Well, the mayor said that she would clear it up in the KNX mayoral debate. She said that she had her application to get into the USC School of Social Work program. But the, the paperwork that she provided to KNX was unsigned, undated. And so it didn't clear up the issue of, OK, you, you did get the $95,000 degree uh, for free. But did you get special treatment because you were a member of Congress? Did you have to apply like any other student? And she she did pledge to clear that up. But then what she provided us didn't there are still a number of unanswered questions.
0: Craig Figner at City Hall, where uh, I'm sure this has been the talk of the place today. A
2: lot of people, uh, yeah, a lot of people saw this this morning, and uh, it, it got their attention.
0: There's some big talk today about two of Hollywood's giants coming together. Axios is reporting the CEOs of Warner Brothers Discovery and Paramount Global have had discussions about the two companies merging. Charles Feldman talked about that possibility with veteran TV and film producer Jonathan Taplin, He also used to be VP of media mergers and acquisitions at Merrill Lynch. And let's just say he had some thoughts.
1: This is one of the stupidest ideas I've ever heard. (laughs) It's like two drunks leaning against each other. Both these companies are overburdened with debt. Collectively, they own probably about 50 or 60 linear cable networks uh, that are all going to disappear in the next few years. Uh, I mean, is anyone actually watching Teen Nick or MTVU? And the last thing Warner Brothers needs is to take on more of these essentially dead networks where nobody's actually watching.
2: But of Look, the true but, but of the true, let's say this goes through. Who benefits the most, if anyone benefits? Warner Brothers or Paramount?
1: Well, Sherry Redstone definitely wants to get out. She wants liquidity. You know, it'll be in benefit her and it'll benefit, it'll save one of Warren Buffett's stupidest investments ever, (laughs) but it won't help Warner Brothers one bit. I mean, I made my first movie, Mean Streets for Warner Brothers in the 70s. It was one of the greatest companies in the world. And someday someone in a business school will write a history of how a great company was brought low by a series of just insane mergers, AOL, Warner Brothers, and then AT&T and Warner Brothers and then Discovery Warner Brothers. And each one just piled more debt on the company and didn't help it in all in the pursuit of some kind of thing called growth.
2: Jonathan, if, again, this were to happen, uh, and it's far from from clear that it will, but if it does, what would it mean to consumers? Would it make a difference in what we see on TV or on our phones or in a movie theater?
1: No. A lot of people would get fired in Hollywood. There would be one less major studio to bid on new projects in the movie business. You know, and it wouldn't change anything. I mean, do you think there's not enough content on Max? (laughs) Really, give me a break.
0: Never have to wonder where that guy stands, do you? Some other news today. One of the 10 Americans who was detained in Venezuela and is now coming home is a public defender from L.A. County.
1: His family's been fighting at the Capitol for more than a year to get Avin Hernandez home. Garrett Miller is president of Local 148. That's the L.A. County Public Defenders Union.
0: Everyone that's been working on this, including his family, including uh, Drew Havens and um, our board member, everyone has been working
2: very hard.
1: Avon Hernandez has lived in the South Bay. He went to El Camino College and then to UCLA. His family says he's been wrongfully detained since March of 2022. There's a post on Instagram. His family recorded this phone call With him from prison, where you hear him talking about the maximum security prison. And the
2: uncertainty, the isolation.
1: He's saying people are having daily mental health breakdowns, says it's difficult being here, and the place is meant to break you down psychologically and spiritually.
0: That's Natalie Tavidian. Not clear exactly what the next steps are, but uh, Hernandez will be reuniting with his family sometime soon. And finally, it looks like sports betting companies will try again next year to make headway in California to make it legal here. An attorney who works in that industry says it'll be key to get the full support of local tribes, pointing to Connecticut and New Jersey's success with sports betting, which came from agreements with the tribal casinos. Possibly a revenue split between companies and the tribes could get a deal done. Two competing California measures that were backed by the sports gambling companies uh, did not pass last year. Almost a half a billion dollars went into funding those campaigns. And that's the LA Local for this December 20th. Stay connected, 97.1 FM in LA. Ask your smart speaker to play KNX. Get the Odyssey app. Search KNX. If you want to get the show on your phone every day, go to Apple Podcasts. Hit the follow button. Give us a five-star review there if you like the show, too. We'd love that. We're sponsored by the LA Car Guy family of dealerships. Search their inventory, all 14 dealerships, at lacarguy.com. Thanks for listening. Back tomorrow. I'm Alex Silverman. See ya.